The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series? Use IMAP to playoffs. check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find you were four Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today we've got a special SEO education episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friends Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton, who are the co-founders of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale organic search traffic and educate their organizations. Jordan and Tyson are experts in all things enterprise SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite them to take the mic and share their knowledge with your loyal listeners. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's an SEO education episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Previsible. Hey, what's going on? My name's Tyson. I'm joined today with Jordan Cooney, and we're continuing the conversation on Voice of Search on finding that right and securing that right SEO talent. So today's episode is going to be all about valuing SEO candidates. We went through in the previous episode and recap from yesterday, we went all over like recruiting and how you actually get those candidates in through the door. So today we're going to pick up that conversation and move it on to evaluating. So determining of the people that you got through the door, who is the best fit. 
Jordan, what's going on? How's uh, how's your Thursday? Great, Tyson. I think this is the incredibly exciting part of the journey, right? Because now at this point, you're talking to people. You got somebody to to try to fill this great need that your organization has in terms of uh, talent capabilities and execution on SEO. And before we get into it, I think it's clear of the entire week, like two favorite steps are going to be in the actually finding the right SEOs to bring in and then evaluating. So push come to shove. What's your pick? What's your favorite one between these two? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when it comes to the job posting and the requirements, there is a need for you to be able to utilize that as your valuation process, right? This is kind of like your checklist to knowing whether or not a candidate is really applicable for this for this role. And so if you're not... like One of the things I always do is I go back and reread the job posting and I almost use the requirements section as your checklist of, is this person meeting the capabilities and needs that I have? And like any candidate, it's never a 100% match. I think that that's the funny part, right? I mean, I think some of us take this process far too literal and we expect like you be able to check every single item on the box, which is not not really feasible. Yeah, I think for me, I would say evaluating is going to be my favorite point. Like to me, that's like you got up Christmas morning, you have all the toys and you're just picking like, what's your favorite one? I do agree with your point though of going back to your actual job description. And we like hit home in the early episodes, then that's one of the most critical elements to ensure that you find the right SEO to bring into your org. And you took the time, you went through all that effort. It's easy to get caught up in whether it's the conversation or something interesting that a candidate did in their background. And so having that front and center, and then even if you wrote it yourself, revisiting what you wrote and the why you wrote it, is going to bring those kind of requirements to the role at the top of mind. And so I think that is a really key element that even if it seems self-explanatory, like, yeah, I wrote this, but you may have wrote it two, three weeks ago, go back through that process and revisit that element. And ultimately, that's going to help kind of set you up to make sure that you're thinking of all those key pieces that you went through before. Yeah, exactly. So we're kicking off the process. Obviously, anytime you're bringing in someone through the front door, you're working with your partners in HR. Jordan, what kind of recommendations can you give the listeners on how to create a stronger partnership with the HR side of the house? Here's where things get interesting, right? And I think there's a tremendous need for us as SEOs to realize how important, especially when you're either in a larger agency or in an enterprise setting where you have a dedicated HR function, it is incredibly important. It's incredibly critical to forge the education process about what SEO is and what you're looking for with those HR partners. Those individuals, those recruiters, those, you know, in some cases, some companies use agencies. I mean, this is a service we provide, Tyson where we help companies recruit SEOs. But at the end of the day, how you set up your HR partner will predicate the quality of talent you get. And let's be honest, this isn't just about asking technical SEO questions. That's ridiculous. But there are certain problem-solving skills that we're looking for. There are certain technical capabilities or content and written capabilities that we're looking for in our candidates. 
and setting up your HR partner to screen and identify those skills and capabilities is an absolute must. And most managers, most hiring members of an organization don't spend the time to help their HR partner with that. For me, part of helping helping your HR partner is honing in on the piece that is, it is a partner of yours through this process. And if you're going into it with just the expectation of, hey, HR is going to find me my person, it's going to be great, I can go about my day to day, ultimately, the results aren't going to be as strong. And as you mentioned, too, like, being that this is a service that we provide, like whenever I'm joining those conversations with clients that are looking to add someone to their team, I'm not trying to spend as much time on just the nuts and bolts of like, okay, this is going to be the timeline of the process and those kind of things. I really want to learn and understand like, what are the nuances? What are the characteristics? What are like, what's the culture of the team that they're looking to join? And then bringing that in. And that's kind of the same information that you want to be providing to your HR partners. Because yeah, it's unrealistic to expect your HR or your internal recruiting teams to be able to do a deep dive into SEO skills. But giving them the characteristics of like, hey, I'm looking for a junior SEO role. I don't expect them to know everything about SEO but I'm looking for a hungry self-starter, someone that has a strong aptitude and appetite for learning, which then is going to be the characteristics of someone that you can groom up. And like those are things that the typical HR functions are going to be much more comfortable, much more familiar with. So having reasonable expectations of what someone can screen out on that first round, maybe before it gets to you as the hiring manager I think are going to be really important elements that it's going to make the overall process smoother. 100% Tyson. And here's the thing. If you are a hiring manager or in a hiring situation and you're trying to help your HR partner in-house or external, use examples. You know, as SEOs, we do this, right? Like when we're talking to a technical SEO, we ask them, hey, have you ever developed your own WordPress website? Do you ever work on your own websites? Do you ever do any like side projects to learn Python or learn other things? These are always great examples to give your HR partner. On the content side, there's similar examples, right? Like, can you show me some of your work product? Can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? And do you have like a checklist or a routine that you use? There are real ways to get examples through your HR partner that enable them to understand that's the profile fit we're looking for. And you don't have to teach the HR person SEO, but if they can be queued up to those types of examples and can be prepared to ask for them, they're going to be better suited to give you good candidates. Absolutely. I think the key takeaway there is set them up for success. And then ultimately, you're going to have a better experience. They're going to be happier. You're going to be happier. But moving on from that. So the obvious ones, you're the SEO manager, or you're in that position. So they're going to be interviewing with you. One of my favorite pieces too is to bring in other individuals potentially outside of SEO. And it's just depending on who they're going to be working the closest with. So if I'm looking for like a technical SEO, sure, I'm going to, they're going to go through HR. I'm going to interview them if I'm the SEO manager. And then I'll probably want to have them talk to somebody within the product world because I know that they're going to be submitting stories. I know that ultimately my success is going to be whether or not the product team's picking up the stories that this individual writes. So I think looking outside of just core SEO can be a really helpful piece 
to make sure that individual is going to be successful in the organization. Jordan, anyone else like, or any other examples potentially of other individuals that you'd recommend that may be brought into this process that's not like your standard SEO manager or kind of like junior member on the team that they might be working alongside? This is a really important step, Tyson. And you're bringing up something that a lot of folks, when they're going through the interview process, don't spend a lot of time thinking about, which is who are the contributors in that interview process? You brought up a great example of of bringing in someone from the product organization or bringing someone in from the technology or engineering background to support a technical SEO type hire because there's a strong partnership there. There's equal importance in big organizations to bring in partners from other specializations, like in some cases, PR, content marketing, in other cases, analytics. There's a breadth of different functions. As a hiring manager or as a, as a member of, of the team, you should be raising your hand, asking for these opportunities to be part of the interview process, or in reverse, you should be spending the five minutes to really think thoroughly that based on this job requirement, who is this individual going to work with? It's not just the hiring manager alone that's going to give you the best indication as to who to hire. It is all the other stakeholders that are going to be part of that team or part of the supporting function that drive SEO and that role's success. And it really goes back to one of like the core fundamentals or uniqueness elements of SEO in the sense that SEO doesn't operate in a silo. So it makes sense that you need this individual to be working hand in hand with these partners, these stakeholders to ultimately drive success. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Within that, what else can someone do to set themselves up for success in making sure that they're evaluating and finding the right candidates here? Yeah, so one of the things that is really important about setting yourself up for success is you want to be able to define the process and the criteria for which each individual involved in the process is going to undergo, right? So this is, this is about 
taking on that checklist or the the key ingredients that you want an individual interviewing this candidate for to be looking for. So for example, in some cases, like your HR partner should just be looking for certain key signals that this individual meets the job requirements, but they should also be looking for things like cultural fit. They should be looking for things like you know experience level, and they should be giving you insight and feedback on experience level and cultural fit to the organization. Your analytics partner or your engineering partners may want to screen more heavily for technical capabilities. Essentially, setting yourself up for success in evaluating a candidate is about, as the hiring manager, giving other partners in the process the critical indicators or the critical requirements of the role that you would like them to screen for. And that'll help you as the hiring manager, the person who really has the decision on yes or no, to then get good feedback collectively from everyone who's involved. Right. And as we're bringing in multiple partners or parties into the process, now we're kind of looking at it in a sense of like, what are the steps that we need to achieve? And like we've gone through several different hires, I mean, at different levels, different organizations. One of the things that comes up kind of common, and we've used the combination of these, is like panel versus one-on-one interviews. Like what scenarios would you recommend going down to the panel path or what situations or what elements would you be looking for in more of the one-on-one interviews? Like what advice do you have for that kind of question of like, do I use panels? Do I use one-on-ones? Yeah, that's a great question, Tyson. And I think this goes into that, into that setting yourself up for success and identifying your process. Panel versus one-on-one depends on the level of the role. Right. Um, if, if you're hiring a director of SEO, there's a unique timing for a panel interview, and it's probably very late in the interview process after this person has had multiple one-on-one touch points, and you're either pretty certain that this is the main candidate, or you've narrowed it down to one or two. If you're hiring a junior SEO, and this is a really big team where you have like an agency where you have 20 or 30 SEOs on the team, and you're adding a new junior member to that group. You do like a round robin process or individuals can volunteer themselves to be part of these panel interviews. And that becomes one of the first steps in the interview process. So panel versus one-on-one is a great starting point in terms of asking yourself, when is it appropriate to bring in these different partners that are going to be included in the interview process? And what's the level and role that we're trying to fill here? So, and be mindful that these kinds of decisions will greatly impact your ability to fill some of these roles. I've actually seen myself, companies utilize a panel-like structure uh, for very senior SEO roles and introduce that very early in the process. And that's a big turnoff, right? A very senior person is as much in the driver's seat of evaluating that company in that role as the company is in evaluating them and their skill sets and contribution at that senior role. That's a key piece right there, being mindful of the candidate in this. And when I'm deciding between like panels, who to bring in, how many rounds of interviews, that's one thing that I want to keep front and center. Because with how competitive the job market is right now, if you're a solid SEO, you have plenty of job opportunities. And so if you make the process super drawn out, really painful, it's going to be kind of a high risk that you might lose that candidate that could be the right fit. So with this, 
I like to take kind of inventory of what are all the things that I need to kind of check off for this. So it's like, yeah, there's general cultural aptitude. I need them to make sure they're going to work with key stakeholders. There's going to be certain kind of core required skills that I need to assess out for. And then from that, I'll make the selection. And another scenario that I like to use as panels, say like I do need to bring in multiple stakeholders that they're working with. Well, that can be really time consuming to then have an interview with someone from product, someone from marketing, someone from analytics. So maybe I'll just pull them and make them the panel. And then that way the candidate gets exposure to them. It's only one session versus having maybe three or four plus my one-on-one that I'm going to be doing with the candidate and all that's going to draw the process quite a bit. So bring it kind of home. I think there's one big, one big area too that often gets overlooked kind of to evaluating and making sure that you're bringing the right candidate through the door. And I think that's references and skills assessment. Too often, we just get into the habit of first round interview, second round interview, maybe third round interview, higher. But I think the reference and the skills assessment can be equally valuable as any one of those other stages in a more traditional hiring process. Tyson, this is a great point and one that I think all too often is forgotten, which is how do you go about the references process and what is the purpose of the skills assessment? So let's take the latter one first, skills assessments. Skills assessments are really intended to be the place for you to ask all those SEO geeky questions. Please tell me about the last time Google had a core update. And I would like for you to define me the seven-year history of Google's introduction of core web vitals. What is the importance of AMP in today's search world? All of these really kind of nerdy, deep-in-the-weeds type SEO questions are awesome. They're great. They're not for the interview. They're for the skills assessment. And you can determine when the skills assessment takes place. It could take place earlier in the process, later in the process. But if you want to get that out, if you want to ask all those SEO update and Google questions and when was the last time John Mueller tweeted, you can do that, but do it in a skills assessment because you have 30 minutes or less with the candidate to get to know them. And I would use that time valuably to get to know them, to understand their work history, to understand their experiences, to understand their knowledge and depth. Not when the last time Google made a core update. That's not a very valuable set of insight in a person or a candidate. Secondly, referrals. Tyson, I'd love to hear from you on this because I think doing uh, excuse me, referrals or reference checks are really critical. And one of the tools that is not used enough in the SEO space, in my opinion, is what I call the backdoor reference, which is I know somebody that knows this person and, and I'd like to just get your point of view. Is this someone that you would hire on to your team? That's a, one of the questions. And the second question is like, what are the questions you should be asking in, in a more traditional reference check? Yeah. And I mean, actually, right before I get to that one, one other piece that I want to hit home on is on the skills assessment. This is also not a cookie cutter skills assessment. This You should take the same approach with your skills assessment that you do with your job description, that it's not a one size fits all. It shouldn't just be a 10 question, multiple choice skills assessment. It should be something very specific to the level of the role and then the detail with it. If you're looking for a more senior role, you're not asking them the very basic ABCs of SEO. You're giving them something more nuanced, something with more of a scenario situation. You're asking for like, how do you prioritize between these two different initiatives? 
or if you know that that individual is going to be working with the product team, maybe you're giving them an SEO problem and asking them to write a story for it because it's a little more nuanced. But I think that oftentimes is overlooked. I've seen a lot of people use skills assessment, but it's a little too one size fits all. So I'd advocate to lean into the customization here. But to your question on the reference check or like what I'm looking for, one, I think people turn away from it because it's like, yeah, someone's only going to give me a contact or give a reference of someone that's going to speak highly of them. I think that's totally fine because typically the reference checks, you're going to get a just different flavor of something that the other person's already telling you. And what I mean by that is it's almost like you're taking two pictures of the same object and it may be from different angles and you're going to get a better kind of a more 3D feel of what that image or what that object really is. And so by doing that, those other reference checks, it's not just, hey, does this person have something good to say? But it's like, how did they describe it? And does it paint a more clear picture of the individual for me? And the other one too, of the like people like network, LinkedIn's made this so easy. (laughs) I mean, granted, we all have like a ton of LinkedIn contacts. So it's like, how well do you really know some of these people? But like, it is so easy to see who you're connected with and who you can maybe just reach out. And if someone reaches out to me, obviously, I'm always going to kind of respond to that too. So I don't think it's something that people should shy away from. I wouldn't say that one of those or another one of those is going to be more advantageous. Both of them have a role to play. And the like biggest advice I'd say to it is going into those, just be totally candid. You know that they're going to give you, if it's a given reference, you know that they're going to give be something good. So don't be trying to grunt kind of grill and like catch the person on their toes, but just be candid. Just ask them to describe how, what it was working with them. You know, you're going to get good information back. So just be candid, take the advice and then allow it to paint a more accurate image or a more kind of complete image that you've already gotten from the candidate. Exactly. I think you nailed it there with the, the last piece. How do you get a complete image of this candidate? And asking the right questions Usually these reference checks can, can take less than five minutes, but it's about knowing who you're talking to. Is this a character reference? Is this a work reference? And then knowing those two or three questions that you really need to ask to either complete the picture or confirm the expectations that you have of that candidate, their experience level and their capabilities. So I think that's the really important piece. And the crazy thing about it is it doesn't take a lot of time to prepare for those reference calls, but take the time, right? Just take the take the five minutes to say, okay, this is who I'm talking to. And these are the questions that I want to ask. Absolutely. So with that, enjoy this step of the process. This should be the most enjoyable piece of it. it again, it's like opening up all those presidents and picking your favorite toy. If you have gone through those other steps, you should have good candidates to choose from. So it may be difficult to choose your favorite. But ultimately, at this stage, this should be one of the more enjoyable steps in the process. So thanks for joining us today. Join Jordan and I again tomorrow to wrap up this week on SEO recruiting as we dive into SEO onboarding. 
Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton, our SEO education guest hosts. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan and Tyson, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Jordan's handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And Tyson's handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E v-i-s-i-b-l-e dot i-o and a special thanks to previsible for sponsoring this podcast if you're looking for support with all of your seo needs previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you they draw on a collective 40 years of seo and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 